This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is Less Than Live with Cater Die, a bi-weekly podcast about comics from all angles. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm reading and doing in the industry, as well as interviewing some of my friends and favorite creators. So come along with me on this journey into geek culture. today's show. Ming Doyle and Ollie Masters of Vertigo's wicked new crime series The Kitchen are here for an interview. I sing a terrible country song about our new merch and hell, I got a bitch planet tattoo. Let's get to it. Well, hi everybody. Uh, It's me, Kate, your friend that likes comics so much with you. Uh, We are recording the show a little bit in advance of when it's coming out. Kind of the same thing we did last time because I keep running away to the West Coast (laughs) and uh, hanging out in the sunshine and not recording podcasts. So at the time of recording, it is still early to mid-February. And when you're listening to it, it's probably mid to late February. Um, And I have got to tell you some very exciting things have happened. Primarily, we were on Podmass. What? Like, how cool is that? It is a thing that I have only ever heard other podcasts talk about, and I have thought about it as a mythic, unattainable goal, uh, much like some sort of amulet or uh, God-given token of unceasing youth or something. I kind of lost it on that one, but you know what I mean? Uh, We were on Podmass on the AV Club, uh, which is a huge honor. I'm very appreciative. Everyone at the studio is very appreciative, and it is always exciting to hear... um, people talk about just how great this podcast sounds because these these gentlemen of village sound really do make me sound much better than i am they're cheering right now (laughs) so thank you thank you everyone and thank you to the av club for writing about us that was awesome it gave us a really cool little bump um and yay uh so thank you to to everyone uh we are now heading into what is this episode Episode 16, we're moving along. We're chugging along. Uh, we're getting into it and, and figuring this thing out. So um, to everyone who has recommended us, who has subscribed to us, who has reviewed us, recommended to themselves. I don't know. I kind of went there twice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, not a lot to talk about in terms of my own stuff and comics. Um, Bravest Warriors 29 and the fourth issue of Edward Scissorhands were out this month. Um, it's not as much stuff for me right now because I'm kind of gearing up to work on some more projects. I am starting to write something of my own, uh, which is really, really exciting. And uh, the next Adventure Time book. So I am knee deep in research about uh, the various characters of Ooh right now, picking that back up. It's been so long. <laughs> so I'm in full writer mode. And uh, yeah, yeah, when you're listening to this, I'm back in California and doing all that stuff and finally playing dragon age again thank god um gravity falls is back and uh that is the greatest (laughs) steven universe has new episodes right now and that's the greatest um because i'm a big comics fan but i am a huge cartoon fan and it is so exciting that um we are sort of past that dead winter spell and they are on the air again and there are new bob's burgers for me so hooray that's kind of it um we do have some more exciting news and i did something really embarrassing to share it with you oh monkey's gotta climb fish gotta swim parrots love to perch we're all broke as hell so we made some merch y'all come back and buy a shirt now here 
See what I mean when I said embarrassing? Um, we do, though, have merch. Uh, people have asked for it. We have asked for it. We have wanted it. I don't really know how how many people have asked for it, but we have merch now. Um, I designed some shirts that you can now buy from my personal store uh, on Tapatoco. That's uh, I don't. Can I spell Tapatico right away? Let's see if I can do it. Tapatico. T-O-P-A-T-O-C-O. It's like a potato, but not quite. Um, I had my own store on there for my comics for Cater Die, and Less Than Live is kind of crouching in there for a minute. We might end up with our own shop. These things do evolve as time goes on. But if you would like a t-shirt to demonstrate just how much you love this show, just how cool and nerdy you are, and possibly lock eyes with someone across the bar wearing the other shirt, because there are two, and then eventually raise your children listening to this podcast. So if that is a thing that is of interest to you, um, even if you are not a person who intends on breeding, you should check out our merch, our shirts at tapatico.com. It's under Cater Die. Pretty easy to find. You can look up Less Than Live and you will find them. Uh, They are currently on pre-order. They might be past that by the time you're listening to this, but they're great. Um, I tried really hard to venture away from black t-shirts, even though all I ever wear is black t-shirts, and I got as far as uh, dark navy blue and dark gray. So I (laughs) don't know how to not be goth. Um, so you can join me in that and uh, and wear my face on your boobs or chest or whatever. Um, we also have one-inch pins. One of them is my face. One of them says Less Than Live. They come as a set. And right now, the only way that you can get them is by subscribing to our Patreon um, at patreon.com slash less than live. Uh, I believe that is at the minimum uh, $5 amount. Am I correct about that? It might. We don't know. We're working on it. <laughs> But the info will be there by the time you hear this, and uh, it comes on a cute little card. So if you're into that and you would like some pins or you would like a shirt, look up those things to patico.com or patreon.com slash less than live. Thank you to everyone who has gotten us to the point where we need merch. That is very exciting, and we are thrilled. Let's get to some recommendations. What is mentioned before and we'll mention later again in the interview we are recording this one early but uh the week that this arrives to you it will have already been or is about to be february 18th do you like how i just kind of play with time like that i like to keep everybody on their toes um but wednesday february 18th a lot of comics are coming out so i'd like to you know fully recommend them to you although i I can't a thousand percent predict psychically um if they'll be great although i I think they're all a pretty safe bet that they're going to be awesome So we're going to do it a little bit differently, and I'm going to tell you what I am going to pick up. And then hopefully when you're reading this, you can go, oh, wow, she predicted this was going to be great. Um, I should go see if she was right. (laughs) So for February 18th, a day when I will be on a plane for 12 hours, um, I'm picking up Batgirl number 39 because Batgirl is great and so much fun. And the costumes on every character are my favorite thing. And Babstar is a beautiful genius. And so is Brendan Fletcher. And so is Cameron Stewart. (laughs) Um... Bitch Planet number three, because it is the greatest. And this one I can tell you I have already read. And I got to the end of this issue, which is the history of Penny Roll, which is one of the main characters in Bitch Planet. It is drawn by Robert Wilson the fourth, if I'm getting that right. I hope that I'm not. And um, yeah, it kind of takes a little side 
story um, to talk about that character and where she came from. And if you've been thinking about picking up Bitch Planet, the cool thing about it is that every third issue is going to be drawn by a uh, separate artist just for that one issue to talk about the backstory of a different character. So issue six, issue nine, issue 12, etc. Um, and then the two issues in between are going to be continuing the main story. So in this one, Penny Roll, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good that the second uh, or within five minutes of finishing reading the advanced preview, I booked a tattoo and got myself a, a non-compliant tattoo. So I have a Bitch Planet tattoo now. It is my first modern comics tattoo because I do have a Watchmen one, which not a lot of people know. Um, but it was that good. The comic was so good. I went and got a tattoo. This is if that I can't if I can't sell you with that, I don't know. I don't know what I can. I don't know what I can say. <laughs> um, also on uh, on the uh, the 18th, uh, Deadly Class number 11. That series is still really great. I still really hate the bad guy. Um, not like he's a great villain, but like he's super gross. Um, but the main characters are enough to keep me interested um, and really invested in the story. So that's very cool. The art's still amazing. Uh, uh, Lumberjanes number 11, I believe, is out, so that's always a treat. Uh, Miss Marvel number 12 um, is a late Valentine's issue because um, the cover is, is very Valentine's-themed, but it's out after Valentine's. But we all know that comic schedules are really more like guidelines anyway. Miss Marvel never fails, so you can always pick that up and uh, enjoy it. Uh, Rumble number 3 is out, really into that series, kind of modern mythology, supernatural, um, boy being chased by demons story, loving the art still. So that one's really great. And She-Hulk number 12. I don't know for sure if this is going to have been out. I think it is. I don't, I don't even want to I don't even want to think about it because it's the last issue of the series. And I know that She-Hulk is coming back in A-Force, which is going to be amazing because it's written by Marguerite Bennett and G. Willow Wilson. Could there possibly be a better team to write um, an Avengers book that is female characters? I, I, no. That, and it's amazing that that exists. And it's so awesome. Um, but I really am going to miss this series and everything about it. She-Hulk is so great. So all of those are things that you should pick up or you should... Yeah, no, no, I stand by it. You should pick them up. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I am definitely behind on my comics. There are definitely a lot of things that I need to uh, catch up on and read. I'm hoping that some downtime in California is going to mean that. But, but Dragon Age... Anyway, we've got a really awesome interview coming up with Ming Doyle and uh, Ollie Masters of the Kitchen, so let's get along to that. Are you ready for this? In case you haven't heard, Less Than Life has launched a Patreon. If you want to know what that is, good news. I'm going to tell you. A Patreon is a monthly subscription service or uh, kind of a crowdfunding platform where if you like this show, you can support it financially with money, uh, which is really great because this show is it costs a little bit of money to make. Uh, it's, you know, it, we do it in a real recording studio and the guys here make those amazing songs. And everything that I'm saying right now, you can watch me say better and with video on uh, the actual Patreon page. It is patreon.com slash less than live. And there you can find out what it's all about. 
So pretty much you can choose an amount of money, if you're interested, uh, to pledge to us monthly. And for those specific amounts of money at different levels and different amounts, you will get different rewards. Um, you can get a voicemail message from me. You can subscribe to get a biannual package of goodies and swag. Uh, you can have advanced access to what guests we're going to have on the show, uh, to ask questions. And these things are going to change and develop as we go along, and we're going to invent new things. And I just really want to make it kind of a cool, interactive, behind-the-scenes experience and uh, to show you know people who, who do subscribe and who do support the show a little bit extra and, uh, and you know get you all involved. So you can check that out again at patreon.com. That's patron with an E in it, uh, slash less than live. And uh, donate a little bit of money if, if you want. That'd be cool. Kate's gonna interview you. Kate's gonna interview you now. She's gonna ask questions. Kate's gonna interview you. Kate's gonna interview you now. This is the interview section. All right, so we're back this week again with another creative team, which is becoming one of my favorite things. And this week we are talking to both the writer of and artist of uh, Vertigo's The Kitchen, which is a miniseries uh, crime story that I am super into and I've talked about on the show a bunch before. So we're here with Ollie Masters and Ming Doyle. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Kate. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I think we're both very well. <laughs> yeah, we're both very good. I'm glad to hear it. Yes. <laughs> would you uh, categorize us as more good or well ollie i'm good and well oh well and good all right <laughs> i would say that you're good and doing it well oh very good all right continue now that we're all very positive uh yes happy to talk about the kitchen with you kate on your show i'm it's so okay Oh, I'm so happy for you guys to be on. I have talked about it a bunch, um, and uh, it is it was one that even before I did the first episode where I mentioned it, um, some people who follow the show were like, you have to read this. And I was like, I know, I just haven't done an episode yet. <laughs> uh, the script is so good. It's, oh, it's amazing. So good. That's absolutely why I was interested in it. It's like unlike anything else I've ever read. It's so cinematic. Yeah, I almost feel guilty drawing it as a comic book because I'm like, oh, this should be on HBO. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I don't. I'll do what I can. <laughs> well, I don't uh, think you're, you're killing on it, Ming. You make it look perfect. <laughs> oh, you, Ollie, you. <laughs> um. So because I would probably You'll have to excuse us. We don't. Um, this is like our third time talking. This happens yeah. a lot. Every time I talk to creators, they're like, "Yeah, we've never spoken really." Yeah, it's our third time, so I'm like all giddy hearing everyone's voices. <laughs> and also, the first time I met you, I was. I had the worst hangover I think I've ever had in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, you were very gray. Where was yeah. it? Was it at Thought Bubble? Yeah. Yep. That was a wild it was, guess. It's our, uh, so our first meeting with Will as well, wasn't it? Before the book even got signed off on. It, it was. Like yeah. And is Will your editor? Yeah. Yeah, Will Dennis. The incomparable Will Dennis. I took a wild Surly, guess. I feel really good about Surly that. guy. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> your instincts are on key. Wonderful. Um. So you guys met there and kind of just decided to work on it together or ollie did you pitch to me yeah or... yeah um, oh i've been i've been speaking to will a bit before about doing something together mm. uh, with me and yeah working with will and uh when the kitchen came up and then we got ming on board met pretty soon afterwards and yeah all kind of i was pretty there. excited it was wonderful because actually when you guys approached me you already had pretty much all of the book written no, so, you had a lot of it. 
you had many you had many issues written and not only that but on like third and fourth drafts which yeah. is so rare in comic books to get <laughs> yeah. something that's been like looked over that much and given that much thought to I was just like I'm touching gold I'm looking gold <laughs> and it's in my hands <laughs> so it was it was really a treat to do that it was very nice <laughs> that was um that was my naivety coming into the book because I thought when you're pitching a book, you need like you know two issues already written before you even speak <laughs> to anyone. So uh... yeah, Kate, do you have thoughts on that? <laughs> That's not my experience either. No, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm pitching something right now that has three pages of script. Oh wow, <laughs> and, like, you're ahead of the game. In yeah, yeah, <laughs> and only like the three pages of script because uh, the artist needs them for the to do some spec pages basically um but it was yeah. it was mostly just a one-page pitch <laughs> yeah ollie that's that's usually how this stuff rolls yeah. people just get together and they're like hey this is a great idea let's just throw this oh it's approved all right now we're just doing it we're doing it non-stop now but like when you came <laughs> to me with the kitchen will was like yeah i've been working with this um writer for months now almost a year and he's got a lot of talent and i've been workshopping the scripts with him and then i got them and it was like the kitchen number one fifth draft or something it was like yeah. a document title i was like my <laughs> god my god in heaven i have stuff that's gone to print that never hit a fifth draft so that's <laughs> yeah that's pretty exactly. amazing a second draft is like you are doing great yeah yeah <laughs> well no I, th- I think i was on um i think i was on second or third draft before it even got to will so wow mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was your naivete. You're like, I have to be prepared for this industry. <laughs> By the eighth issue, I think it was down to like, I think the eighth issue was just one draft. Wow. So as I went along, it's because you're a pro now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The further you get into it, the the less revision. <laughs> well, my boyfriend's the same way. He's like working on a thing and has a script and 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 shows it to me and I'm just like this is so much more polished than anything I've ever submitted and it's just like, you know, it's his first thing mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so funny to me. I'm like, "Oh, sweetie, he works so hard." <laughs> oh, I know. It's so know. great. Um so Ollie, uh because this is definitely the first time I've ever asked you this question, um how would you how would you describe the kitchen? Um the kitchen is about three Irish mob wives in 70s Hell's Kitchen in New York. It's about their husbands going to jail and the wives taking over their gang. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. It's Just great. Just like that. That's it. And they're brutal <laughs> and they're fashionable. They are very fashionable. Say again? So they're very fashionable. Yeah, but that's down to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It is because I like clothes. Um, that's what I bring to every comic. <laughs> you know what though? Like, um, I feel like that's something that's not really spoken about in comics. I know nothing about fashion at all. Yeah, half the reason why I'm glad I'm not an artist. But <laughs> uh, you know like, what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It. Sorry, no, but it makes it just uh, yeah. not only because it's a period piece, but mm. also just the, the way you've clothed the different characters. It, it speaks to their personality personality so much more than i think you get sometimes and i think it goes a long way oh thank you so much ollie i love it i do like acting like a costuming department sometimes (laughs) in comics and you know what i like about especially period uh costuming is that it i find that you know decade by decade clothes really kind of um almost even change body shapes and silhouettes 
Uh, and that's something you don't think about so much. But like, you know, I've seen some comics that were set in the 70s and 80s and they looked a little more modern. And mm -hmm. I realized it's because the pants weren't high enough and they weren't creating that nice belly pooch. Yeah, that well, a lot of those hands. Sometimes I think, but when people are drawing that stuff, they're basing it off of like the costume versions of that. Like when you oh, think yeah. of like you no, go you gotta... to draw something from the '80s and you think of someone dressed in an '80s costume, but not oh, what no. they really. Yeah, you got to base wore. it on pictures of your mom. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's what I think. Like, uh, like Wet Hot American Summer. Like mm -hmm. the movie is so amazing because it's like, oh yeah, that's so accurate because it's so simple. Like it's just like mm -hmm. that is yeah. what people wore. <laughs> not like crazy exaggerated versions I'd say it's like um, you haven't like gone overboard on it it's not like everyone's wearing flares and it's like look like the front cover to Saturday Night Fever mm -hmm. it's, there is more of a realism it's not a um, <laughs> like a parody of the 70s so I mean two questions on that front I, I mean neither of you uh, or myself, obviously, were uh, in their 30s in the, in the 70s in Hell's Kitchen. So, uh, Ollie, what, I mean, books, movies, stuff like that, did you kind of look to to get that, that voice right? Or what was kind of the inspiration there? Um, uh, um, I mean, probably the biggest inspiration, I don't know, it wasn't um, made in the 70s, but it be good films. That's one of my favorite films. <laughs> Very there. nice. Uh, we shine through. Uh, um, but then twenty cinema, like stuff like uh, the Conversation, um, Godfather, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Mean Streets, obviously. Just um, yeah, and also just like there's a thing with. Uh, you, sorry, brain just went weird there. Um, <laughs> there's a thing as well with like with. Um, with like comics dialogue it's not how people actually sound it's just got to kind of look right yeah so yeah. even when i was trying to kind of like get that kind of you know 70s new york accent in there i tried not to, i think at some points i maybe did overdo it a bit but try, try not to overdo it too much i don't no, think you've you ever done it yeah because i mean i'm I'm really picky about that stuff when I read it. Like, I, I get so jarred by stuff that doesn't sound the way people really talk. Mm. Um, and reading through it, like, you can hear the accent, especially all the, like, feckin'. Like, you just you <laughs> hear it, you know? Yeah. Um, which I think is really, is really great. Yeah. yeah. Ballsy, brassy Irish lasses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's totally the dialogue. I feel like it's movie, but it's believable. Uh, which yeah. is, is hard to do in a in something that could be easily like very over the top. Mm. Um, sure. So the second part of that question, uh, Ming, is what did you what did you look at? What's your fashion inspo for the kitchen? Yeah, well, obviously, I also <laughs> I, my yes for the kitchen uh, for life. Um, <laughs> I obviously also did a lot of uh, movies. What? Mm -hmm. Thing at me because I have a fashionable life. That's why. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, just, I mean, the fashion in it's so great. Um, <laughs> I've watched a lot of 70s movies on Netflix and like, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Because I really Thank enjoyed... I also, um, another thing I did is my month... Are, hmm? Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, I just, um, I just looking at number four, I'm obsessed with the that orange top that has like the cutout oh, yeah. bell sleeves <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. No, that's awesome because i i just drew that that way and then um jordi belair our amazing colorist uh was like hey i colored this totally flame iridescent i don't know why you just draw 
top so weird that I thought I'd go crazy. <laughs> like, what a compliment. What a compliment. That's exactly what I wanted. Oh, she's amazing. But, um, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah, no, I also, my mom's a reference librarian, so she pulled a bunch of uh, coffee table and photo books oh, of so cool. over New York for me when I was doing this. Yeah, and I, um, I just had them all spread out, and I took tons of pictures, and I shared a gigantic Dropbox folder with the production team. I was like, <laughs> look at all these weirdos from olden times. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> we have yeah. emails and emails and emails full of reference photos and videos and wherever mm-hmm. we can find. Yeah, Will, Will and Greg, uh, Will especially, our editor, Will Dennis, was really great at that. Um, whenever he found like an older documentary about the music scene or uh, he even sent us uh, like a 10 or 15 minute documentary about like pimps and prostitutes from uh, oh, Times no, Square that back then. That was Greg. That was yeah. Greg who did that. Greg Lockhart, our assistant editor. Yeah, it was great. It was like um, just tons of reference material flying fast and very. Yeah. I don't know. Did I ever send you um, a film someone's home videos from when they've like gone from wherever to New York in the 70s. No, that's creepy. Uh, yeah. Maybe you did send them to me, but I ignored them. <laughs> it was just on YouTube. Like I was just typing in 70s New York and found it and kind of, uh, I was watching through and it was kind of cool for reference stuff, but also, yeah, yeah kind of creepy watching someone else's. Just I get really melancholy watching people's home videos. Yeah. They're the worst. Luckily, they weren't recording people they knew in it. It was just uh, it was just yeah. sites and things like that. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. No, it's it's lovely. It's it's obviously hard to project your mind's eye into a time and place where you've never been, but it's also just kind of a fun exercise. You know, I I can't talk like oh, I'm such an amazing visual expert. Like when I was drawing the kitchen, I was running it by tons of eyes behind scenes, and I was like, oh, because. I don't live in New York either. I live in Boston. I was like, how does this look? What's wrong with this? <laughs> um, and I was getting actually <laughs> Declan Shalvey, yeah. uh, Jordy's partner. Uh, actually, I gave it the first issue to him to critique because I was like, I feel like something's just kind of off about this and I, I don't really know what it is and you have to help me, Declan, help. <laughs> and he looked at it and he was like, you know what's wrong with this book? And I was like, oh, everything I have to redraw, it, don't I? <laughs> And he said, no, there's just, there's not enough trash on the streets. Just put piles of trash <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, you're right. That's New so York true. Is still dirty today, but it was <laughs> dirtier then. That's true, because so. Boston's really not, I mean, a little bit, but I do, I mean, every time I go there, especially in downtown, I'm always struck by that it's yeah. cleaner than most big cities. It is. I mean, you know, it is, it does have its own kind of level of baked in grime just because we're one of, we're the oldest city in the U.S. So yeah. a lot of our architecture yeah, are in cobblestones and everything are just kind of cruddy. But we're, you know, we're very respectable people. We're, we're almost <laughs> Canadian. We're almost Canadian almost. in our level. You're almost there. <laughs> You're both kind of, I mean, you, you sort of bookend me in a, in a way because um, mm-hmm. Nova Scotia is right out there in the ocean in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where where we meet in the middle, there lies Kate Love. Yeah, it's yeah. very true. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, like specifically, I don't have too too many questions other than I'm I'm enjoying this so yeah. much. Uh, <laughs> I am too. I don't want it to end. I'm very sad. I'm I'm drawing our last two issues. They're all they're all wrapped up by Ollie, and I I just really don't want to finish drawing them. <laughs> I, I feel like I keep going through so many endpoints with this. Like I finished the um, the last script, like some point last year. Yeah. And then did revisions on it. This yeah. Year. 
but like it was just because we added you know we added two extra pages don't you me oh it's 22 pages yeah 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 i'm halfway through i'm a bad artist in that when i'm laying out a script i do it page by page i don't read the whole thing first to get an idea of the entire <laughs> oh my god oh god i'm so bad i should be like yes i read it all perfectly no you're i think a lot of people work I that way what is important at the end mm-hmm. yeah this yeah, is what I'm i started i i would write my scripts for the longest time and and I would write it like a book so there's like a reveal in a panel and then I realized like that's so annoying for an artist like I need to tell them okay you have to put a cup here because it's going to show up again on page 18 yeah like instead of being like and there's the cup we saw before which oh yeah you want something to be included in your script you have to mention it right there (laughs) took me a while to come around to but I don't know (laughs) how how how, uh, extensive your scripts are Ollie I'm always so curious how other people work and like how long they are um and if they're like really 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 detailed or if or if ming you kind of have free reign that way i I think um i think they probably got less detailed as it went on because i mean yeah most people know this this is like my first proper book Mm -hmm. um but definitely not your last yeah (laughs) for sure no for sure definitely not for sure i'm kidding for sure, um, Ollie. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I think kind of um, I got more confident as I went on, and I got more confident working with Ming as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you start to like just develop a shorthand if you know what someone can draw and you know how they're going to draw it. And that made it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but my view of it always was. I don't mind if the artist changes things around. In fact, I'd kind of prefer it if it makes their art look better and it serves the story. So even if it's quite a densely packed description, I, I, it's a, um, it's up to the artist's interpretation as long as they're kind of getting the feel of what I want across. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, Ming, I mean, compared to other scripts you've done, would you say my, like, are they long scripts mine or? Oh, no. I mean, well... Not exceedingly so. I mean, I've worked with some artists that are so brief in their scripts that it's like they could almost get three pages worth of script on one Word document page. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's like, that is that is brief. That's hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that your scripts aren't brief. I just say they're just like the book itself. They're bitingly terse and to the point. <laughs> <laughs> but suffused with atmosphere. They're wonderful. That's <laughs> a very good way to put it. I've read, I've read other scripts and like... Um... When there's like little messages to the artist, yeah, like yeah. I've kind of I've I've tried to do that, but it always kind of I don't know, always felt kind of weird and a bit. Yeah, you don't have to actually. Once or twice, I have seen you be like Ming, you can do this, and I'm like, oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to put in scripts. Is just little like. Yeah. I very frequently in anything that I, that I write, which always, always doing these podcasts is weird too, because it's like, oh, I also do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we all work in the same industry. I know, baffling like, like that. that. It's so weird. Um, but I do them, and it it's. I, I ask about the script thing because mine are so different depending on what I'm working on. Like right. yeah. scissor hands are really long. Like it's almost a page of script to a. a word document page like they're fairly mm. descriptive but bravest warriors there's some pages where i know ian so well and he knows me so well and if he's got a question he'll just text me so yeah. it's just kind of like they fight <laughs> there's a monster chris says butts um, figure it out marvel style <laughs> figure it out. 
<laughs> and I write stuff to him in that a lot. But uh, I think on at least at least twice in every issue of Scissorhands, there's just a thing that's like, Drew, I don't know, do whatever you want with this. Um, <laughs> and I think that's really fun. Like, that's a thing that I love yeah. to read in people's scripts. Mm. No, I, I think I think I'll definitely get more like that as I go on. Um, yeah. But today I... Um, I don't know what my approach is to it. I just—it's just kind of how it came, how it came along. Well, you have a very good naturalistic style of storytelling, and it shows in the scripts too. And you're for sure going to be writing a lot more. Stuff. Oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> do you have anything? I mean, do you have anything planned post kitchen? Um, I've got a few things, but I can't. I can't. Oh no, no, I, I never expect anyone can talk about anything that they're right. doing. <laughs> but you're gonna work with me again someday, right, Ollie? Because we're oh, the best. Definitely. Yeah, that's right. You guys are yeah. the best. Uh, well, you're you're gonna be a superstar soon. So. Uh... Yeah. So I mean, I took my time because, of course, we want to get the meat of this. The show is the kitchen. But Ming, yeah. congratulations on taking yeah. over DC Comics. Yes. Um, thank you, you. You run it now. Oh, and you it's me. Every book writing and drawing no. oh my god i thought i w- well it's ridiculous because um you know i'm co-writing constantine colon the hellblazer mm-hmm. with uh with james tynan the fourth and then i'm drawing dark universe which james is writing so i'm i'm co-writing on one book and i'm drawing on another and i was like oh that's a lot and that when i showed lot. up at the dc talent conference everyone was like ming you're out of control writing and drawing <laughs> that's that's ridiculous you're a wild card and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm rough and tough and tumble. And then they showed us a slideshow uh, that basically went over uh, all the different new titles that were going to be coming out in the June wave and all the creators. And I realized there is somebody who is in charge of DC Comics, and that is writer Cullen Bunn. Colin yeah. Bunn is writing like eight books. <laughs> well, the thing that, I mean, when I interviewed Marguerite uh, Bennett on yeah. here the last time and discovered that she writes eight titles a month she writes oh eight comic gosh. issues a month i mean yeah. i get i get stressed out like oh. at anything more than three <laughs> i'm just like like i'm I've going never, into uh, the next month having to write three issues and start writing a graphic novel and i'm like yeah, i'm gonna die <laughs> that's ridiculous i've never written a full a full length comic book script ever before actually. oh well you have so, so many people um, you can talk to yeah and i mean also co-writing it with james is really helpful since he's a hardened dc veteran i can't even imagine what co-writing would be like i think i'm so i'm, I'm a bit of a control freak with that yeah. like i'm fine to edit like i love being edited and there's several scripts i've written where that i've had to like start over basically yeah but that's, yeah that's we haven't such a weird we haven't written a full script yet but yeah. um it's been really great for bouncing ideas off of each other yeah um, I will say what, that. That is really nice. That's What's going to cool. be your approach? Like, I mean, are you, do, you, do you both just bounce ideas off and you go away and write? Or do you write, are you going to write together? Yeah. Or? Well, right now I'm breaking down um, our first five-issue arc with, like, our major plot points. And then um, I was talking to Becky Cloonan a lot about co-writing, too, because she co-writes, of course, with uh, on Gotham Academy. And also does those um, amazing covers for The Kitchen. Yes, uh, <laughs> Becky Cloonan, light of my life. She's she so is, amazing. She's my dream queen. Yeah, and she was saying that, you know, she just breaks her scripts down um, in half. So she'll, like, write the first 10 pages and uh, Brandon will write the other 10. And I was like, oh, that's smart. But we might even do kind of a, um, like, a scene-by-scene scene approach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this modern day and age with Google Docs and yeah. instantaneous cloud sharing, I feel like it's it's a lot easier to have something out in the open to workshop with other people. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't have to fax or FedEx scripts. <laughs> yeah, and we've had, basically, the, James and I so far, all we've done really is uh, either write exceedingly long emails to each other with all of our thoughts on the character mm-hmm. or attach just Google Docs that got out of control. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's bad. We have to find a way to streamline it. I'm going to have to take a lot of terse, terse cues from you, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> But that's really fun. So you're moving into scripting kind of um, the, a little bit for the hopefully. first time. Yeah, that's the hope. I hope that, um, you know, I hope it's good and that people enjoy it. And of course, I'm filled with terror and woe and excitement as of well. Course. So that's what yeah, always we'll happens see. when you start a project. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I've <laughs> last time I wrote a comic, it was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was just going to ask that, like, did you ever write for yourself? Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, <laughs> I had a I had a web comic that I tried really hard to get off the ground, um, like my junior and senior year of high school, uh, which I guess was like ninety nine two thousand. Right. Um, and it was I was so proud of myself. It was so cool. It was called Zero Sleep Beauty, Ooh. and oh, it was a gender flipped version of the Sleeping beauty fairy tale with other fairy tales in there it was so cool so sleeping beauty was a hot blonde boy and uh his cool sister was snow white and she had to go and save him and there was a forest full of tentacly thorns that were alive that would attack people and i read a lot of manga and it was (laughs) awful it was so bad (laughs) that sounds incredible (laughs) i I felt really intense and like awesome and uh actually i don't know i don't know when fables started but i think it might have predated fables and i was like i was like i was on that crest i knew it was gonna be hot (laughs) well that's amazing i mean ollie do you draw at all or you just do you just come to this from writing i can't draw no i I swear swear. yeah yeah, so I was about to say I can't draw for shit, and then so. Oh, you can totally swear. Uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah, on, yeah. on podcast. And uh, no, I can't draw. My uh, my older brother, he's an artist. Mm. He's, he's really good, and no, I I can barely do stick figures. Well, I always wonder about it because I think that the sort of the way that comics are made is changing so much, and it's becoming so intermedia uh, because so many people I know both write and draw or they do that and they do 10 other things um whereas I think so long ago like you Mm -hmm. were either a writer or an artist um and I think that's really interesting like yeah it's just really neat I mean Ming did you was it an uh, like a a decision for you like I want to start writing or was it kind of one of those organic oh yeah sure I'll try this (laughs) oh yeah I mean I I guess it was uh, kind of a combination of the two because I have always wanted to get back. I mean, I do enjoy writing. I do a lot of creative writing for myself and stuff. And I was always like, well, it'd be nice someday to get into that with comics. But uh, yeah, I was very surprised that people started asking me to, you know, pitch story ideas and to start writing and when I hadn't put it out there at all that I wanted to do it. So I was just like, well, the fates have decided. <laughs> <laughs> now I must do this thing. <laughs> That's very cool. I mean, it's it's yeah. neat for that to happen and I'm really happy that it is happening because I'm sure you're going to make it super sexy and fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been one thing that James and I were talking about is honestly with Constant I know you're supposed to pronounce it Constantine like the title yeah. of work, but you know what, Ollie with your Britishisms, whatever <laughs> man, because <laughs> I'm going to say what I want and you yeah. it doesn't matter because it's the written word. Dude, I, okay. I went for a period where I'd I'd read an Alan Moore interview and he was saying about how to pronounce it, 
And I so know, time like a fork. Heard where I kept saying constant, Constantine all yeah. the time, and then to realize I, it's so unnatural to say. I know. I just feel like such. What is the British word for how I feel when I put on the affectation to say Constantine, Ollie? Do I feel like a wanker? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit like a wanker when I try to, I'm like, Constantine, John. <laughs> well, it sort of feels like being one of those kids that's going, it's actually manga. Yeah. It's manga. It's anime. <laughs> It's very important that it's, you know how to say this correctly. Uh, I, used to, I used to be wise people, not with um, not with manga, but with uh, food stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I lived with a, uh, a chef who used to live in Spain. So I used oh. to... That <laughs> I must have been insufferable. That's, that's not how the Spanish pronounce that. You have to pronounce it like this. Uh-huh. And so what's I like an example? Where I was being. Oh, well, like a uh, chorizo. What? Oh, chorizo instead of chorizo because it's yeah. got that like th- sound, oh, like corazon instead of yeah, corazon. Yeah, that, uh, interesting. Makes it really piss off my wife when I <laughs> told her she was pronouncing it wrong. Every and single time that. someone does one of those things, I always my instinct is to send them that gif of of Hermione being like, "It's alohomora." Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not alohomora. What is it? It's leviosa, not leviosa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get. I run into that too. I say twelve. Toiletries instead of toiletries. What? Okay, that's a toiletries, darling. I have my pinky up when I say it too. Um, and I say produce, like the produce section where you get wow. your fruits and vegetables. Apparently, that's weird. I don't know. I also say, okay, I have a question for you. Okay? Yes, of course. This is regional and totally off <laughs> off topic, but since I have you here on the line, yes. Okay, I am half Canadian. Oh, and I, I didn't know that. Yes, I have dual citizenship, oh, and um, when so I was lucky. a little wee tiny bean. <laughs> I lived in Oakville, right outside of Toronto. Yes. So um, here's my question for you. Yes. So I say garburator. Do you know what that is? A garburator is like a, a trash disposal in a sink, right? Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you know that, Ollie? I have no idea what you're talking about. I think it's a it's a Canadian thing because I, okay. whenever I say garburator, people are like, "What? What the hell did?" Well, because people say? think, isn't it like just garbage disposal? In America? I think, yeah, I think it's just the disposal, or I've heard in the Boston area, incinerator. What? That's really funny <laughs> because like of the, the incinerator. Pun. It's the incinerator, oh, but it's the that's in- so weird. incinerator. I have so many like that. I mean, I started about two years ago out of nowhere just because started saying like the grocery, like I'm going to the grocery instead of like the grocery store. I'm huh. going to go get some groceries. I'm always like, I'm going to the grocery. And it was like a weird, like, this is funny if I say it, but then I did it so many times that now it's, I genuinely yeah. <laughs> just say it all the time. People are always like, that's so cute and charming. I'm just like, oh. you're just pre-gaming to become a charming 65 year old man. It's <laughs> what I've been gearing up for my entire life. I already love scotch. So uh, scotchy, scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's lovely. I have um, toiletries. Toiletries. I, I don't know. I'm never going to get over know. that. My mom says toiletries. My mom says toiletries, which is where I get it from. But also she says skeletal instead of skeletal. What? So, and I think that's weird. That is really skeletal. weird. That's super weird. Skeletal? Right. Skeletal. <laughs> like her skeletal hands reached across death's chasm for my face. <laughs> Skeletal. It's clearly skeletal. I. That's what I thought too. But you know, my. I and I called my mom out on that when she said that to me because she was like, "Oh, he was such a skeletal guy." And I was like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> well, my my roommate. Um, she for so 
for so long, like she gets very upset. Um, like any person, if you if you correct her spelling or grammar, nobody likes that. Um, but the first couple of years we were living together, she would always say finagle instead of finagle. Like finagle. I'm gonna get like finagle us a deal, or like I'm sure I can finagle that. And I think it was two years that we lived together before one day I just snapped. <laughs> she was like, "It's finagle. There's no second n." And she was very much like, oh, "I think you can say it both ways." So I was just like, "Yep, you can." You can. At all that is absolutely one thousand percent not a thing that's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so oh. funny that now I will say it too to people finagle. that don't understand the joke at all i'm trying to work out whether i've finagle finagle it feels finagle. like it's is it yiddish in, yeah i in think origin? it's yiddish because and i'm going to make a very possibly offensive assumption but there's a chain uh around here called finagle a bagel right i've eaten there <laughs> that's true that and like every time i see it <laughs> i want to take a picture and send it to justice is this finagle a bangle yeah <laughs> It's Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> so you you don't have finagle in England, Ollie? I, I feel like I've heard it, but I don't think I've, anyone I know has ever used it in a conversation, ever. Well, you're missing out. Now you can be the first. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to start dropping it. You ought you to finagle away into using like, it in your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> finagle it into your daily vocabulary. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely important. Finangle, though, not finangle. finangle. Just really now, start saying that a lot. Would you guys be if I used the the second N? Like, just completely <laughs> started using it all the time, but mispronounced it all the time. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be wonderful. I think you You're, should. And it would be wonderful also if you're like, yes, my North American friends, Kate and Ming, are teaching me all of this good, authentic slang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've still got letter passes on the kitchen. I can get that in there. I think angle it in there. Angle it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Like they tried to kill us, but we finagled a deal out of this mobster. (laughs) How did you finagle your whale out of jail, Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up. They fucked up. They don't know how to talk. (laughs) They're gonna die. They can't broker a deal. They can't even talk. Or like one of them just says it during a really serious meeting when everyone has guns up. And she's like, look, we tried to finagle our name back out onto the streets. You have to stop saying that. I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. This is the greatest day of my life. This is so unfortunate. I also don't know why they have like deep man voices when I did that. Jimmy. Jimmy, get that's, over here. We that's just how I read it. Something together. <laughs> hey, Kath, we got a finagle a deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyway, I hope you're taking notes, Ollie. Yeah. From your good friend, Kate Leth, who is a professional writer. I am a professional writer. And also, she is a wordsmith. She's like the Shakespeare of our time. Thank yeah. you, She's Ming, for recognizing up, the coming truth. Coming up with new words, left and right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Left and right, more like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah left and right. <laughs> Don't worry. Left and right. I'm gonna. P- I'm sorry. Punch I'm sorry. you in the face. I have been spending too much time talking to to Kieran Gillen, and it's oh. rubbing off on me really badly. Oh yeah. yeah. We we actually he and I have been exchanging emails every once in a while about how he and I want to do a book called Pun Morgoth. Oh my god. <laughs> you then, two are insufferable. And then we're just like. <laughs> 
Jamie will literally kill us. Like he will murder is, us both. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. Mm. Oh, I don't, I don't enjoy what you just said at all. <laughs> so bad. I'm sorry. It's all right, Kate. I like mean I to I upset you. you. I don't know who you are at the end of this. I'm not going to pretend I don't. We don't ever have to speak again. That's fine. Well, how are we going to avoid each other at all of the women in comics panels? It's going to be awkward. I don't know what other panels we could ever be on. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you two feel about doing that? I try not to do them anymore. Yeah. Honestly, like I will do. I kind of weirdly, I almost feel like it's hypocritical because it is basically the same thing, but I don't at all minds doing like the LGBT comics panels um, mm. just because I think there is so much less representation in comics for, you know, yeah, queer and trans people. And that's a thing that I'm doing and a thing that I am. So that feels fine. Mm. But I've I've turned down probably six women in comics panels in the last year. I've st- I'm going to just start doing it because, you know, I, I felt really torn about it, honestly, yeah. because a lot of the times that would be the only panel I was invited yeah. to speak at at a show. Yeah. And so especially if I was a guest at the show and they only put me on one panel and it's women in comics, I feel like, well, I want to fulfill the social contract with um, yeah. the convention having been invited. And, oh, yeah. You know, it really is situation that, specific. But... Like, yeah. it's also, I think it says a lot when that's the only panel they're inviting you on, though. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, I know what you want me for here. Yeah, yep. exactly. I think that's, I think that's what's kind of um, what makes them slightly uncomfortable in my eyes. Is that yeah. that's almost the only time you'll see. Well, it's, it's changing now, but that's almost the only time you would have seen a woman in comics talking on a panel. Yeah, mm. it's really it's like, strange. It's a declaration of it rather than it being a celebration of it. Well, especially mm-hmm. when you are, I mean, I'm a vocal person. I never know when to shut up on the internet. So people are always like, oh, you would be great on this panel. You always talk about women's issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true. But then it does feel that way. And I mean, I've done them. It is like, again, situation specific. Like I did them. I'll do them at conventions where I'm also on other panels or when women I really like are on the panel. So yeah. it, it feels a little less tokeny. Um, cause it does. I mean, it will feel like, oh, I'm fulfilling, I'm checking off a box for you. <laughs> um, mm. and that's a little weird, but you know, when I was at, at Dice in Ireland last year, it was the first time I was ever on a writer panel, oh, um, that's awesome. which made me feel so cool because <laughs> I was up there with like all these people who, uh, Dice sounds like such a cool show too. Cause you know, they're Dice. It is the greatest yeah. convention I think I have ever been to. Oh, I'm like, so jealous. Hands down. That sounds great. And I'm going to Thought Bubble this year uh, for the first time. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I couldn't go last year financially. It was just like a little too much. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm saving up already. So I'm going to make yeah, it work. I, w- I went the one time that was my one and only trip to England slash the go UK. Back. And it was awesome. Yeah, I, I totally would. I hear someday. great things about the show. Dice, Dice nice. was great. Dice is like, it's so small. Um, but... You know, when I was there last year, it was like everybody I would want to hang out with. You know, Becky was there and Kami or Kami, Kieran and Jamie, Kami. That's all right. I understand, Kate. <laughs> Kami was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just a ton, that. a ton of awesome people. And I made so many friends. Obviously, met my boyfriend there. So it was amazing. Um, but Declan and Jordy. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it was great. It's the greatest. I love great. European shows. Declan and Jordy are two of the greatest people in comics. They are They're two wonderful. of the greatest people on the planet, I think. They're Dex wonderful. After me, after he fought, I had a concussion. Oh. What bubble? What? What? Yeah. How did you get a concussion? <laughs> Baby, what? Ollie, what happened? <laughs> well, 
it was um it, it was the first convention I've been to since since the kitchen had come out. It's actually it was the weekend after the kitchen had come out. Right. Uh-huh. Come out on the Wednesday, so I was super excited. And I was meeting people like Jason Aaron and Scott Snyder and Lee Barmejo. Uh-huh. Side note, is Scott Snyder not the nicest dude on planet Earth? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ridiculous. go on. All of those guys. Uh, but yeah, so I just got absolutely, absolutely trashed of all those guys and Will. And, you got uh, trashed with Will Dennis. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I got very trashed with Declan Shalvey. Yes, yeah, so Declan was there as well. Yeah. Declan can uh, drink, and he's like, fine. I don't understand him. He was gone. Oh. We were all so far gone, and we were in the worst nightclub you'll ever go to in your entire life. (laughs) I I couldn't work out where my hotel was. And I was sitting around aimlessly with them, got to their hotel, and walked headfirst into a metal bar and just collapsed (gasps) on the floor. Oh, God. I think messed up. That's so awful. Just kind of like drunkenly picked me up and like put my arm around his shoulder and said, I've got a spare bed in my hotel room and kind of took, just dragged me back to his hotel room and made sure I was still alive when I woke up. He's so kind. Side (laughs) note about that, Ollie. um, When I first hung out with you, we also got lost walking around. I think you have a shit sense of direction. (laughs) I definitely do. No, there we go. That's mystery fine. solved. <laughs> Hypothesis posited and confirmed. I have a really bad sense of direction too, so that's fine. The first mm-hmm. time that I met Chris Haley, uh, it was that I was Ming. I don't even know if you were there at that point, but it was at Heroes, um, mm-hmm. and we were walking around, and I was convinced he was leading us in the wrong direction, even though he'd been to the show like four years in a row, and I had never been there. Yeah. And I was like yelling at him, being like, "You're taking us the wrong way!" And everyone was saying, "No, he's taking us the right way," and I got very incensed. But I was Actually, wrong. That does sound kind of familiar. Yeah, I might have he probably told everyone about it the next day. Mm. Um, I would not mm. be surprised, nor would I blame mm. him. Yeah. <laughs> I was awful. Okay, but I yes. So Ollie, I uh, I empathize. I, I think all the best writers are bad at direction. Yeah, really bad. Constantly getting lost. We need artists to guide oh, us. Ming, you didn't know where you were going either. Pardon? You didn't know where you were going either. Well, yeah, but I just figured since you lived on that continent, you would have an instinctual. <laughs> well, Ming, do you know how to get everywhere in America? Oh, God, yeah. Just drop me anywhere and I'll, uh, I'll Katniss Everdeen my way back home. I think you just ended up following cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's we useful. did actually. Yeah, we saw, we saw a throng of cosplayers. Or we were like, follow those pink skirts. Yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. It's good all the time. That's we amazing. were so cold. It was so cold. Yeah. And we and I hadn't decided I hadn't agreed to do the kitchen yet just because we didn't know how it was going to work out schedule-wise. So Ollie was like, "I really hope that you maybe consider working with us. I think it would be really fun." And we were just shivering. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking by the side of this water feature that looked like a drainage pipe. I was like, "We're going <laughs> to fall in there and wash out to sea." <laughs> and this this was the morning when you were um, hungover. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'd just been through this meeting where it was the first meeting I'd ever had to do with uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, we met up with Will. We met yeah. up with Will, and then um, somehow the topic of ages came up, and uh, and Ollie, because you're quite young, and I told you at the time I was 28, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't know you were that old." And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> what? What? 
Did I what? say that? Oh, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, and you did, obviously didn't even mean it at all. You're like, whoa, I had no idea you were that advanced in age. <laughs> well, Ollie, how old are you? Uh, I turned 27 like a month and a half ago. Yeah, oh, so okay. at, the time, he, at the time he was 25, wow. whereas I was creeping up on the Dread Pirate 30, which has been known <laughs> to kill many a woman. Right. <laughs> and render her completely useless to yes. society. Or at least uninteresting. Right, yeah. exactly. So. How, how the hell did I get this book going? I don't know, Ollie. You must have just skated through on your charm and wit, which was not in evidence that day. You were hungover. I just try really hard not to meet anyone I'm working with until after they've already like signed a contract on the book. Yeah. And I'm like, surprise, I'm really overbearing and no, loud. not at all. You're, very, you're charming. Wow. You're a charming princess, Caitlin. Oh, you can come on this show anytime. Perhaps I shall. Well, all right. Well, that is that is exciting to know. Um, as we careen towards the uh, calm and comforting ending <laughs> of our program, Did you notice you how I got, so I got NPR. Right I got now. my Garrison Keeler on. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes. You did. So Ming and Ollie, I like to conclude the program. Now I can't even talk. That that feels really weird. Um, generally, the thing that I do ask people before I get all your uh, info, so people can stalk you on the internet, is uh, do you have any books or comics that you think people listening to the show uh, should be reading? Mm. Well, I'll go first since I've been mentally gathering them. I don't read many comics on the regular, but um, my friend and Somerville na- neighbor, Erica Henderson, she's is working. Hero. Yep, she's a hero. She's working on Squirrel Girl. It's highly adorable. You should get into it. My uh, other neighbor, Joe Quinones, is drawing Howard the Duck with your best friend, Chippy Z. He is my and, daddy. Yes, and that looks so charming, and I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to read, wait to read that. Um, and also on the manga side of life, uh, I picked up the first three volumes of this older manga, which I haven't read yet, but I'm looking forward to reading. And it's called Uku. Oh. Uh, Uku, the Inner Chambers, Ooh. written and illustrated by Fumi Yoshinaga. And uh, according to Wikipedia, the plot follows an alternate history of medieval Japan in which an unknown disease kills most of the male population, leading to a matriarchal society in which the uku becomes a harem of men serving the now female shogun. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read that. Yeah. So (laughs) basically, uh, yeah, it's great. So women take over Japan and uh, yeah, there are no men and they're like, highly prized cute little sexual reproduction flowers inside of their breeding pavilions or whatever so i'm gonna read that and let you know what i think that, i think you should let me know because that sounds right up my alley yeah i saw it on amazon and i was like i literally can't believe the synopsis i'm reading <laughs> it sounds too good to be true i'm gonna just go ahead and order three volumes in one go it sounds like unseen. the things that i am always pitching and people are like ah. <laughs> Yeah, don't you think that's a little Uchre? That's a little violently feminist, Kate. Mm, sorry. <laughs> that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, apparently it was adapted into a live-action film in 2010. We should whoa. have a movie night the next we time should. you're in the Boston area. We should. I am. I'm. I may be back there uh, before the end of summer. I hope. I hope. I miss you guys so much. Yeah, I, I miss, miss Betty so much. Oh, oh yeah, don't miss me. I get it. I, I understand. said I miss you. So I said I miss you first. Calm down. Yeah. You better. You better miss me first miss you in your all heart. the time. I miss the whole Somerville crew. You're you all You better perfect. feel empty whenever oh, I'm out with you. Everything hurts. Okay. Everything hurts when I'm apart from Ollie, you. Ollie, what comics do you like? <laughs> I was just dropping out there, just letting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it uh, should be, I guess. 
yeah. you can come visit too, Ollie, if you want. Cattle <laughs> over here. <laughs> a little bit more further for me to go. Uh, what comics have I been reading? Um, uh, Southern Bastards. So good. By, by Jason. Ooh, so good. Um, that's that's probably one of my favorite things I'm reading at the moment. Just everything about it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I've heard awesome things about it. I haven't it's read it. It's so though. beautiful. It's Definitely just like it it's like an HBO version of Friday Night Lights, basically. Uh, oh, it's I've like never seen that, but with some supernatural element to it a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Ish, but not more kind just, of just a little bit, just, mm. just a tingle. Mm. Not even. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's not as much <laughs> as I kind of like expected because it no, it's, it does sort I, of hint I, you I, towards I, it early on. I get what you mean, but it's almost like um, modern myth. Yeah, but... yeah, that's 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 more accurate. You're right. That's why you're the writer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Um, uh... And what? Sorry. Wicked what? and the Divine. Oh, Wicked and the Divine, of course. Wicked and Divine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you didn't call it Wickediv, so I didn't understand <laughs> what you were saying. Wickediv by Kami. By yeah. Kami. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna hate that. I'm so excited. <laughs> Jamie also Jamie McKelvey has been telling me for approximately five months that he will come on the show and he cancels every time. So Too the next time you see him, shame going him. Going to gigs at cool venues, Ugh. listening to his music. Sorry, you're friends with every musician, Jamie. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but go on. Those are both very good choices. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Batgirl, Gotham Academy. Yep. All of yep. those bat, bat titles. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty good. So we basically read the same comics, Ollie. Pretty much, yeah. That's good. By the sounds of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, the weird, super dark, mature image stuff and, like, the fun uh, DC things that are good for teens. That's yeah. pretty much what I'm into. Um, I'm sure I'm missing out loads of really good stuff. That's fine. It's hard to it's hard to stay on top of it, but there, there are a ton of... Up- I'm in comics I'm so psyched about like um, Southern Cross with oh, Becky Clooney yeah. and Andy Belanger that's going to be amazing she <laughs> sent me a couple little pieces of art from that and I am so excited yeah yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that I'm really excited for the new Midnighter comic that's going to come out oh, that looks, mm-hmm. just just from that uh, image they showed in the uh, I know with the blood and like the, yeah. the circular vertigo behind him oh it's, it's one of those comics looks where it's just, I wish <laughs> I could have written. I, I wish it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that all the time. Yeah. I wish you were draw- writing it and I was drawing it and it was great. It was, yeah. <laughs> Tons of good comics coming out. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It feels like a really good time. There's a lot of stuff and I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, it's so exciting. It's such a good feeling. No. It's also it's really cool because like, mm-hmm. it seems to kind of like image just kind of in the last couple of years just went crazy with great stuff and it's nice to see like the big two kind of catching yeah. up but not it's catching so up but kind of sure. um, yeah. reacting to it you know and it really i mean they're acknowledging that it's getting to that point where they're just like yep <laughs> we are we are making changes we are doing this and it's mm-hmm. so cool like when that i mean i already had so many things from image that i was reading and excited about like more than half of my pull list for comics is image um mm. just because it's the best some of the best mm. stuff right now um mm. and then when they had the like the image expo and started announcing stuff i was just like this isn't fair i can't, yeah. I can't afford all of this <laughs> yeah because like uh what is it brian k vaughn and cliff chang doing a series together oh, i like 
Oh my god! <laughs> really? Yeah, it's called yeah. Paper Girls. It's I about have not even heard of this. Oh, you should look it up. It's like a bunch of it's a crime fighting team of like young teen paper delivery girls. There's not a lot of what? information it's about the it. Newsies, they're the <laughs> girl newsies. Yeah, but they're like w- warrior girls too. Oh, magical, magical newsy girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Brian K. Von writing oh. and Cliff Chang drawing yeah. it. And oh I my god, I'm like, so excited. My heart is beating fast. <laughs> Jeremy told me because I was in L. A. when uh, mm. he was at work, and we were both like following Image Expo on Twitter <laughs> simultaneously, and he yeah. would hear about something 20 seconds before I would because I was working and he was working and. That was the one thing that I was just like, shit, really? <laughs> How is that real? Those are two of my favorite people in comics. Oh, so nice. I, I didn't even really know the premise. I just saw they, they did that kind of one image for it. Yeah. It just Brian K. Vaughan, Cliff Chang, and just, I was sold. Yeah, yeah. immediately. <laughs> just like, I don't care. And then Scott yeah, like, Snyder doing scene. more stuff. So sure, I'll buy it. Um, yeah. And Cliff yeah. is one of the nicest people. I know he's I keep, so I nice. With everyone in comics, but yeah. Oh my God, he's so nice. I met him at... I think actually at the DC party at New York Comic Con and he told me that he listened to the podcast and I like spit out the food I was eating. <laughs> I was just like, no, what? Really? Oh my god. Hi Cliff. Hi Cliff. I don't know if he's still he's never like tweeted about it or anything or like mentioned it to me since, but he's just like, Oh yeah, I really like it. It's really fun. I'm just like, Yeah, one of my favorite artists. Okay, bye. <laughs> I have to go away. You know. It was one of those Becky taking me around and introducing me to people and being like, oh, and here's one of your idols, and here's someone you've been reading for five years, and here's someone you're obsessed with. That's, and That's what Thought Bubble last year was like for me. Yeah. Meeting practically all of my favorite writers and artists. That's well, so cool. That show is so, so well curated. Mm. It's such good people there. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited to go this year. Really excited. Yeah, tell me all about it. I wanna I wanna have like an amazing blog post from you. Oh yeah. I'm I'm so 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 looking forward to it. I want Jeremy to be able to come with me. I don't know if he can, but it would be so much fun. He's such a good booth yeah. babe. But Booth Beef. <laughs> booth beef. Yeah, that's is what that I call what Neil. It is? Well that's what I call Neil whenever I he goes oh, to a show. Oh my god. He was my booth beef at Thought Bubble. That's amazing. He's very Jeremy's very yeah. good at it. It was. So that is amazing. I'd never heard that yeah. term before. I I don't I don't think I've ever met your feller in real life. No, I mean we've so. only really been dating since like last fall. So yeah, um, you know. yeah, but, it's, but he's really great. He's best friends with Jordy, so he's good people. Yeah, <laughs> she has mentioned how much she likes that you are dating him. Yeah, it's, it makes <laughs> me really happy. Every once in a while, she'll just send me a Twitter message and be like, "You're so cute," <laughs> and it makes it totally validates uh, my life. So that's great. She's a wonderful lady, too. She is. They're they are wonderful people. And I'm so happy that she's coloring your book because it looks amazing. She yeah. does good stuff. She's such good stuff. Unbelievably amazing. Thank God yeah. she never sleeps and works on 10 different comics a month, right? Yeah. I worry about that. I worry uh, about her, too. I think wonder. we all do. <laughs> but how, how does she do that many comics without any dropping quality at all? Well, when I stayed with her for... A grand total of like three days. Um, she slept a grand total of about twelve hours. <laughs> she like that's so sad. She was working on pages. I hope she never listens to this and gets mad at me for saying it. But she was like working on pages and then went down for a two-hour nap and set an alarm and then got up and started working again. <laughs> I know she is out of control, but she loves it. You know, yeah, yeah she. Might. I just, I don't know. It's. I think she's I actually. I don't want her to have a heart attack. The last time all. I talked to her, she, she said she was scaling it back to be a lot more manageable. Yeah, which that's is what good. she said to me last year too. Yeah. 
Jordy. Jordy. Take care of your health. Be good. <laughs> Keep good going. Yourself, above all others. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys, do either of you have any conventions or appearances coming up within the next little while? Um, no, I'm, I'm going to Fort Bubble. Yeah. Definitely this year, but other than that, I haven't got anything lined up. Um, I was thinking about trying to go over to New York this year. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on money and other things. Right. But, yeah. Uh, and also, I think you have to book it way in advance. Mm-hmm. I've never been mm-hmm. to an American con before, so. It's tiring. Oh. New York yes. is kind of one of the worst. And the best. Like, it's the it's the worst in terms of being it's able to. Worst. It's It really, I hate it. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound better. Uh, you meet every single person you would want to meet at a Comic Con, but it is horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, the main reason I want to go is just to see people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to Emerald City. I mean, that's really far for you, but. It's, I mean, you can't now because it's like in a month, but um, <laughs> you should try it next year because it is the best. Yeah, I always mean to go. I've never been there, but I hear oh, great Emerald things. Oh, Emerald City rules. Yeah. I'm so excited. I don't I don't have any conventions planned this year. Mm. Uh, I do usually do Heroes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to do it this year, yeah, though, I don't think because I can I've do gone it this year. the last, I've done the last five or six in a row, so I feel like people might be sick of me by now there, so maybe <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll wait a year. Um, I don't know. Uh I hope that I can do Boston Comic Con, my hometown show, but it's the week before I get married, so I might be a little busy. I might be busy. I'm not sure. I'm going to just predict that I'll be puking all the time at that point. That seems fair. As as someone who is married, you you will be of no use to anyone the week before. Okay. Yeah, so probably not that. Probably not that. Yeah, so I don't have any conventions planned this year, so if you want to see me, dear readers, you're just going to have to close your eyes and imagine a world where I am at shows. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good. I think it's, you, you're getting married. That's fine. <laughs> you're working and getting married. That's well, it's not just that. It's yeah. just that, you know, whatever. All the stuff. All the, Nobody's I know. invited me. <sighs> I, yeah, because, I had... I, because I refuse to be on their women in comics panels. <laughs> I had, I mean, Emerald City, I'm on and it's one of those things that, like, I, I couldn't put it online, but I feel like I can say it quickly in the podcast because this is going to be a week later. We're recording early and you're listening to it later. Um, mm. And the kitchen number four will be out now, yeah. uh, which is exciting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Time. I'm on, like, at least five panels at Emerald City <laughs> and oh, none of them great. are women in comics. <laughs> I am so excited and proud for you. It's, that's amazing. There, We're doing, I mean, the Valkyries panel is the thing that I'm so excited about because yeah. we made it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but started, that is started like from a the women. bottom. Now That's we're here. A women in comics, but it's very it's a it's a society. It's not just like yeah. you're here because you're a woman in comics. It's be here you're here because you're, you're part right. of it the is Valkyries. like skull and skull and bone. Yeah, or whatever. it is like skull and bones <laughs> completely. Um, and Kelly Sue's going to moderate it, so it's going to be uh, awesome. super aggressively <laughs> giant sparkly middle finger feminist <laughs> <laughs> panel. And Kieran okay. and I are doing an unmore goth panel, so uh, that's going to be uh, completely insufferable. So that'll be great. <laughs> Nice. I can't wait. Um, so, Ming, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can usually find me at Ming Doyle on Twitter, Tumblr Ming Doyle, any social media platform you can think of. I'm Ming Doyle on it. Ollie? Uh, you can find me at Ollie Masters on Twitter. Uh, I think I have a Tumblr, but I don't think I've updated it since <laughs> last year. Very nice. Ollie. Oh. Ollie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm really bad for that sort of stuff. You're good Social on the Twitter though. You're always on the Twitter. You're keeping up that presence. Yeah, that's 
yeah, I guess because that's just uh, almost like verbal diarrhea just coming out, whereas Tumblr, <laughs> you kind of self-edit, and then because you're self-editing, you go, oh, that's just crap. Why am I putting that in there? Yeah. Um, other than that, no, it's pretty much just just um, just Twitter, actually. I try and keep a vaguely low profile, like Facebook's just personal stuff. and mm. Yeah. That's cool. I'm weirdly a shy person for someone who talks so much. Oh, you're a man of mystery. You're keeping the mystique in the aura. <laughs> Crackling and full of interest. People be like, who is that? Who's Ollie? What's his deal? Who's that masked man? Mm. Yeah. Who even who even knows? What's the deal with Ollie? Does anyone even know what the deal is with him? I heard he <laughs> is, lived in a tower. Is he even real? Is she really going out with him? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think that she just invented him to seem cool, you know. But whatever. she has some pictures, but like, who? Are, how do we know that that's even a guy? She said, "It can be any guy." <laughs> well, um, I will let. We you... just started role playing a world in which you I'm didn't sorry. exist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had to cut that off. It was. I felt like we were going to really hurt him. It was like a weird existential nightmare. <laughs> That's my day to day life. Yeah. Everybody knows who you are, and you're amazing. Yes, and, uh, and I've really enjoyed working with you on the kitchen. And I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it, Kate. It's like it's oh, really it's so my great. I've, I've pushed it so on good. so many people as it was pushed on me. Uh, by I think the funny thing is I don't think <laughs> I think you mentioned it to me at Heroes, like the first inkling of it, and um, yeah. then I didn't hear about it for a while, and because there's so many comics to keep track of. Uh, I just kind of lost track of it. And then someone, when I was still working in the comic book store, mentioned to me that it was coming out. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> what? There's a Ming Doyle thing I don't know about? How is this possible? Um, and then immediately looked it up and was and was very excited. And so, yeah. No, I just want wow. everybody to get into it. It's an awesome – it's just so cool to see such a wicked um, – wicked, I feel like, is a really great word for it um, – story with so many female mm-hmm. characters that's – so different like it really i can't really think of anything else that it's exactly like which is such a good feeling in comics (laughs) uh which is great so yeah i don't know yeah ollie i hope it gets picked up by uh by a tv company and they turn it into a three season long affair Mm -hmm. and that david fincher (laughs) direct it yeah that would be perfect pile of cash that would be awesome have that happen to you okay (laughs) that'd be wonderful because it's that good it deserves all the accolades the story's ace i'm just trying to tell you that i like your writing a lot ollie take it (laughs) don't get mad me (laughs) just take it (laughs) you need to take share of credit here here. Mm -hmm. here. it wouldn't be the book it was if it wasn't for you oh i guess so you guys you make it look amazing Everyone's great. You're both perfect. Um, Everyone's great and nothing hurts. (laughs) And if you are listening, you can, uh, which of course you're listening because what would be the point of a podcast you're not listening to? Um, You can pick up the first. Another room. Yeah. (laughs) Tell everyone around you as well. You can pick up the first four issues of the kitchen and there are going to be eight. So you should add it to your bull list at a comic book store and pre-order. Right, guys? Always pre-order? Yeah. Always pre-order. Every time. And keep this. Always pre-order keep this brilliant thing well obviously it's going to keep going but uh to the to the the terrifying conclusion um and then though i am sure do you know if it's going to be one book or or will they split it up do you guys have any knowledge i I would think it i think it would be one not when it's collected as a as a trade paperback you Mm -hmm. mean yeah 
Uh, I would, I would, I would assume it would be one. I think that if it was only, if it were two volumes that were just four issues each, that would be kind of skimpy. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I guess we'll wait and see. Like that's a while away. That's definitely a while away. Yeah. So you should go pick up single issues. Um, Ali and Ming, thank you so, so, so much for doing this and putting up with my technical difficulties at the start. (laughs) Uh, You were both great. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you both have a wonderful uh, weekend. I'd say Valentine's, but when you're listening to this, Valentine's has already happened. So I hope that you retroactively had a great Valentine's Day. Thank you. And also (laughs) down with romance anyway. Right, guys? Yeah. It's for nerds. It's only nerds fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) That feels like a really great note to end it on. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. (laughs) Bye. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much to Ming and Ollie for coming on and being unbearably charming. (laughs) I'm headed back to the sunny coast of California to finally level up my Inquisitor and hopefully seduce Josephine at last. But I will be back in no time at all for more episodes and um, hopefully we'll have finally caught up on my comics. (laughs) Although, aren't we all saying that every day, forever? Uh, In the meantime, you can rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you like this show and want to keep listening to my voice every week telling you just how beautiful you are, you can consider donating at villagesoundcast.com or through our Patreon at patreon.com slash less than live. I talk about the Patreon every episode, but seriously, you're getting access to cool behind the scenes stuff. We're finally starting to figure out how to use it. Um, there's exclusives. You can get presents. I record audio things and visual things for you. And you get first crack at questions for both myself and the guests. And you usually get to find out who they are before people on the rest of the internet. So it's pretty cool you can donate as little as a dollar a month and you help us keep doing what we're doing so yeah i don't mean to be one of those guys that's like harping on you but it'd it'd be nice if you've got questions or want any more you can find us on facebook on twitter at ltlcast and you can get show notes after every episode at lessthanlivecast.tumblr.com in case i talk too fast and you can't remember all the comics i recommended try some new comics in the meantime eat lots of candy be nice to your friends i'll miss you Amnesia Forgetful Face. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production. Powering through. Gotta go home and get dressed up like Taylor Swift. (laughs) 